You're listening to Radio ISO, the podcast bringing you notes from isolation and stories about the people we're missing. I'm your host, Emily Sargent. Today I spoke to Aoife, who's in London and missing her mum in Ireland. this week been and how's the kitten <laughs> Dolores is great although she is an absolute monster as well but she's she, <laughs> she's brilliant she punched me in the eye the other day oh <laughs> my like, god well I was in bed and I'm not I like opened my eyes at one point and she was just like right in front of my face <laughs> and then with a paw <laughs> like no claws out or anything just went like like luckily I closed my eye so it just sort of like went into my eye but I was like what I was like get her out but yeah I think because we got her and like we're immediately in lockdown she's just she's just used to being around us all the time so literally she will just Mm -hmm. be in between us constantly you know so Mm -hmm. I'm already quite worried about going back to work already I'm like how will she cope yeah I mean it's definitely like it's up and ups and downs isn't it like and I think for me I've definitely been a bit all over the place and I'm trying to just kind of take it each day as it comes you know um Mm. and you know we're it's that thing as well of you sort of feel guilty don't you for feeling any way bad and I think you hear a lot of people sort of saying that at the minute is having that kind of guilt because you realize you are in a very lucky situation but I guess at the same time it doesn't kind of mitigate what you're feeling at the same time so you know on the whole we're absolutely fine and yeah just been cooking up like three course meals on a daily basis and you know and so and that's all really lovely playing like board games and and all of that stuff So on the whole, we're fine, but definitely ups and downs, I think. Do you think there's any any way that feels obvious to you that you would change the way you live your life after this? Yeah, I think I think it has been nice. I think sometimes I feel that you have to say yes to everything, you know, Um, and I think going forward, I'll try and and not feel that pressure to have to say yes and actually you know take a bit more time but equally saying that I do know that initially once this is lifted I will want something probably in the diary every single day (laughs) (laughs) so I'm going to talk about my mum Bernadette Louise Lennon (laughs) Bernie Lennon and who is in Ireland at the minute um now I love telling people about Bernie who who don't know anything about her because I think she's such a powerhouse of a woman and yeah I think to fully kind of describe her I probably need to give a little bit of background but I could into it too much but um mm-hmm. so she uh is is like was born in her hometown where she's like been her whole life and 
like shared a room with like three of her sisters growing up like left school at 15 met my dad at 17 was like married at 19 first kid at 21 and then it was like next one at 23 next one at 25 and then there's like a bigger gap between me and my youngest brother and Mm. when so when I was about seven my parents their marriage they separated and my youngest brother was only two at the time and my mum but like she must have been I think about maybe like 32 to 33 or something at the time which you know you don't realize at the time it's not until like you know I'm now at the age where she would have been on her own with mm. four kids I was just like absolutely blows my mind it's like I can barely look after myself really and yeah. she you know was just incredible and she went out to kind of work nights in a factory at that time and just to I mean she absolutely hated it she completely despised it but I think it was you know it was good money and I think it was that sort of security for all of us I think she's really somebody who puts everybody else ahead of herself a lot you know mm. and but also while she was working at the factory she did also go back to college because she left school at 15 and she studied a course to be a special needs assistant and now she works in a special needs school uh, as a special needs assistant and absolutely adores it like she completely loves it and and you know we've all you know sort of moved out of home buggered off and so she's got her hobby she loves hiking I absolutely adore how much she loves hiking she's always up a mountain it's absolutely killing her at the minute that she can't get up that mountain Uh, and yeah, she still has actually one of my niece lives with her at the minute, which actually really, which is really lovely because it means she's not in lockdown on her own at all. So, um, yeah, you know, and they've got a really lovely relationship. My niece did a little Easter egg hunt for her on Easter Sunday, which was really <laughs> sweet. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bernie is, uh, she's, yeah, she's incredible. How much has she spoken to you about the period when she was raising the four of you on her own? Yeah, we've spoken a bit about it, actually, you know, as I've kind of gotten older and gone, oh, it's like that realisation of going, oh, my goodness, like this is, you know, and then I'm at the age that she, you know, she was at. And I think for her, it... I think it was a really, really difficult time. I mean, my dad my dad hadn't, like, left completely. We still saw him, but she was still very much on her own with us. And I think she just, she found it really hard. And I think working nights in the factory, like, that was just exhausting for her. And she talks about that time, like, she was just in a daze constantly because of the level of exhaustion. Mm because she wouldn't really yeah. sleep you know like we would come in from school and sort of wake her up you know quite 
not intentionally, but just, you know, with mm. the children sort of wake her up um, after, you know, she wouldn't have had a lot of sleep at all. And I think, like, actually, I think a lot of those years are almost a bit of a blur for her, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so who was looking after you guys um, at night when your mum was having to go out? So my nanny, my nanny would... Lesser. So when my mum would go to work, she didn't start until 11, but my mum would pick my nanny up and take her to our house and then she would stay over. And then my mum used to finish work at seven, but she would wait until my youngest brother, until he sort of woke up and then she would drop them back into my nanny's and then Mm -hmm. come back and then go to bed and sort of then be woken up by probably me and my brother arguing (laughs) at three (laughs) o'clock they had an incredible relationship and you know my nanny was a huge part of our upbringing and somebody who she was just really there for all of her children and and my mum she actually only passed away this year and my mum was I mean they all she has she had five kids and they all absolutely worshipped the ground that she walked on but my mum was really you know up there all the time staying over with her cleaning her house you know and Mm. they had yeah an incredible relationship but my mum's life really revolved around her for for the last couple of years in terms of like you know she visited her every single day she would go up to clean her house she would take her to appointments and it really and I think she was very much doing that intentionally that she knew this was like she wasn't going to have her forever and but that's Mm. fine she was going to you know take up a lot of her time in those last couple of years and my mum you know loved doing that and yeah she was absolutely devastated and that was one of the things of going home of really just wanting to be there for her you know um Mm. obviously we were all grieving but you know it's really nothing compared to what she was going through and is probably still going through i was really worried because not so much about her like needing to constantly see people but more because she's all go like she does not stop you know as she's like incredibly fit and active and Mm. so and like you know she's a grafter so she's in you know loves going to work um goes to the gym is up the mountains on the weekend and is just really busy all the time and Mm -hmm. so it was more that I think that I was concerned about that suddenly and she's got to, you know, suddenly has to stop. Of, you know, how will she find it? But when I speak to her, she's actually, she's she's doing really well. They tightened the restrictions in Ireland, which meant that she could no longer go up the mountains. And she was like absolutely gutted because she was like, if I can still get up those mountains, I'll be grand. But um, she's, but I think still like she's still keeping herself busy and she's actually been okay and what's really nice is she said oh you know actually in the mornings she doesn't from doing nights for years she doesn't sleep very well but she's like I'll lie on and I'll read my book I don't actually like 
get out of bed at like six or whatever. So in ways I'm like, oh, that's really good, actually, that it is making her slow down a wee bit in those ways. She's got a, like a circle of friends, um, which is like amazing, where they've been friends for years and years. And she's a really, really good friend and super loyal. And she's also really not afraid to like call people out you know or hold them to account Mm. and that kind of goes for her children (laughs) as well I think like she's you know she's not afraid to kind of yeah to to call you out on stuff and she's also like incredibly generous as well like isn't somebody who has a lot but is insanely generous um Mm -hmm. and yeah, and her sort of just a huge ability to love and be there for people. What did your family home feel like when you were younger? Because in my mind, it's it's quite bustling. But yeah, so there were four of us, so I guess it was always quite busy. Uh, we we grew up in the country, and sort of when I was a teenager, so when we sort of moved into town, and. And so I think it it was probably, I mean, for my mum, I'm sure it was just an incredibly busy, noisy household. And my mum as well would have had parties as well. So like she's insanely close with her family, which is another thing that I just, I love. Like there's five of them. She's three sisters and she's a brother. And they absolutely adore each other. And it's the loveliest thing. So when my nanny passed away, like seeing them all together is so joyous because they make each other laugh so much and they really adore each other. You know, obviously they've, you know, had the things over the years, but they're really, really close. And so when we were younger, we would have had a lot of, you know, there would have been a lot of parties where like, you know, it was like aunties, uncles, cousins, down in the house so it was um it was super family orientated and Mm. and busy when I go home it's just it's an incredibly homely feel to it and like I will what my me and my mum will do when I go home is we will just drink tea for like hours on end (laughs) and Mm. eat chocolate and just talk like maybe we go and visit an auntie or somebody you know or an uncle calls to the house it's that sort of thing when I'm home which is really lovely I mean she is a cook in terms of like quite Irish cooking I would say in terms of like it's like a stock you know, meal, the things that she, like, she does an incredible roast dinner and she does a, an amazing stew and shepherd's pie. Um, mm. Now, she's not, like, she is definitely way more experimental with that. We kind of grew up on, on dinners of, like, uh, potatoes and a meat and a veg. And um, <laughs> I think that's what I really miss as well because that's things that I don't necessarily have here so it's about those kind of like hearty home meals that we'll have and like she'll cook up an amazing breakfast as well I was gonna ask whether you thought you and Bernie were similar 
Yes, it's really weird because we really, really are and then really aren't at the same time. I'm always, if anything goes wrong around my house, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll fix it. Or I'll do, like with absolutely no, no knowledge of what I'm doing. But that comes <laughs> from her. I remember just coming in one day and she just be like unscrewing like pipes from under the sink. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, there's a blockage here somewhere, but I'll sort it. Absolutely, just in the plumbing. I was like, great, and she did sort it. (laughs) We have loads of of similar traits, and even actually look wise. I mean, I've got her complete like body shape, and anything as well that I say to her, like I've got. I've got bad stomach, you know, and I get harbour and all this stuff. And she's like, yeah, you got that from me. And then I'll say something else. I'm like, oh God, it's just like weird thing happening. Sometimes like after my period, I'll get these like, and she's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you get that from me. Does that feel quite nice though? Like if you, if you're, if it's someone who you love and you feel very close, does, does it make you feel closer to her that you have all these similar traits? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's definitely something I appreciated more as I got older as well. I think growing up, like as a teenager, you, we argued, and I think maybe we argued for those reasons that we saw things mm. reflected, maybe, was the reason that we were arguing. <laughs> I've depended on her a lot, actually, even though, you know, I like to think I'm incredibly independent. You know, I think there's been loads of periods in my life where I've, you know, hugely depended on her or, or having that home there, actually. And, and she's just, like, so dependable and reliable and it's just somebody who always shows up and I think what was interesting was me sort of going through a breakup a few years ago and depending on on her um in a way I, I think I haven't before um and it was more like two sort of adults speaking to each other and and me sort of probably being at an age where maybe she was getting separated, you know, so like that's similar, which is just crazy. But yeah, that felt that felt really nice to be like, oh no, you know, I really want your advice on this. I've started in in more recent years of going home. Like I, I love for her to like take me out and walks now. That like, um, because I know she she loves it and loves going up the mountains. And I a hundred percent cannot keep up with her whatsoever. <laughs> um, so she's just like, yeah, I'll take it easy and take you out for a walk, <laughs> kind of thing. And I think what's been nice in the last couple of years is I've. I think I've prioritised time with her more, which is really nice. Do you think that's been something she's noticed and enjoys? Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, what I think will be really nice for her, and I did sort of think, although it's like horrendous and like obviously tragic as it was my nanny, you know, passing away. And, but it gives her, I think, it frees up more time for her. You know, and it means that when I when I go home, that we have we have more time to spend, you know, just the two of us. And yeah, and I think it sort of has been a conscious thing, actually, in the last couple of years going instead of me just 
coming home and literally go, I need to see this person, this person, this person, this person, is that we actually find time that me and her can have time together. If you imagine that first time when you're able to go back, how how do you think it will feel for both of you? Yeah, I think it'll be really emotional. Like, you know, we're not a family that, you know, like cries in front of each other like a lot really but I do get emotional leaving her um whenever I'm home and she always she always insists on leaving me back to the airport and I'm like I'll just get about she's like no 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 and she insists on taking me back and there's and sometimes I don't even know like why I'm emotional because I'm like I'll see you soon like or I'm not that far away mm-hmm. but there's something about sort of saying goodbye to her and I think certain times where I hadn't been maybe as happy in London where I've, I've always found that really that really hard and um and I think it will feel really emotional and she has the thing of when I first see her or when I leave her and I think it's what makes me emotional is like a certain hug that she gives me that will just you know just last she just holds you for that bit longer and I think mm. that always makes me emotional and I think yeah when I see her I will definitely yeah I will definitely feel really emotional You just miss her sort of just pottering in the house and she's like incredibly house proud because she's like worked insanely hard on her house and to have her house really nice and how she wants it. And I love even just seeing her in that and how proud she is, you know, of mm-hmm. that and how she is with other people as well, you know, like grandkids it's weird because you you know we are we are close and we've definitely gotten closer uh over the years but I think like there is still some things like it that we just don't speak about and there are conversations I think that I would really still I think like to have with her um Mm. you know about you know back when she was sort of like you know, going through a separation and um, and being on her own and navigating all of that. What do you think the reason has been? Is it is it because you're worried that it would be upsetting to remember some of that for her? Yeah. Or is it something else? I think, yeah, that for her it might be hard to delve into or that she might not want to. Um, mm. And, yeah, that it might be it might be too hard or that she might might feel a bit uncomfortable speaking about it yeah you know I think like I think Ireland's still got a long way to go um I think we all do really but there is um there's a real attitude of just having to having to be okay and get on with it you know one of my final questions was whether there is something you've not said to her before that you would like to yeah, I think I don't know that I've ever like maybe explicitly told her like how great of a job that she's done. I think she's really hard on herself and you know, B 
beats herself up a lot. And I don't think that I've ever like sort of explicitly said like, you know what, you did like an incredible job actually of being on your own and how maybe in awe that I am of that. I'm not sure mm-hmm. that she really knows that. And I don't think that she ever feels that about herself, really. You know, if anything, she probably looks back and, and thinks how she should have done things differently, you know, because I think that's the kind of person that she is. But, you know, she, she did a phenomenal job. like to tell us about someone you're missing we'd love to hear from you get in touch at radioisopodcast at gmail.com or on instagram at radioisopod podcast